This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football is our religion. The One Course Stadium is our church. Nigel Clough, the God we choose to believe in. And by name, I am your priest. Oh my goodness, what a better feeling a Sunday is with three points under the belt. After waiting for what felt like an eternity, Mansfield Town yesterday finally put three points on the board. Although, in typical Mansfield Town fashion of late, it didn't perhaps start the way it ended. Danny Johnson skying a penalty in the opening two minutes, leaving a lot of us thinking, oh God, here we go again. Alas, Reese Oates had other ideas and opened the scoring inside the opening 20 minutes with a well-taken finish. He then turned provider in the second half for Danny Johnson as the Stags sealed a 2-0 win. And as a rainbow appeared over the one-course stadium, is that a sign of things to come? You know what they say, there's always a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. For the Stags, it was three points, but we're all begging for more. Ahead now of uh, a couple of weeks of cup games, Sunderland in the FA Cup, of course, a week on Saturday. And then that final Papa John's Trophy game in midweek to Newcastle under-21s. Can the Stags use it to get more players back as Kellen Gordon returns to the bench and build a much stronger squad and a much stronger direction as they seek to make it not just one win, but more to come? The signs are there. The bar has been raised. The smiles are back on the faces. It's time to enjoy this Sunday sermon for once. So sit back. Relax and share your comments as always. We've had the weeks of negatives. It's time to share some positives now. So get involved in the comments and have your say on your team. Because win, lose or draw, Mansfield Town will always matter. And what matters is remembering this. Yesterday, at last, a clean sheet and three much-needed points. Oh, what a feeling.
let's just soak it in for a minute, shall we? That beautiful, beautiful feeling of having three points on board. Well done to Nigel Clough and the players yesterday for getting a long overdue win. Fantastic stuff. There was nothing scary. There was nothing spooky about it. It was just Mansfield Town back to where they needed to be with three points on board. Hello and welcome to the Mansfield Matters podcast. It's a show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. Win, lose or draw, we're here on the Sunday Sermon to reflect on yesterday's game. And thankfully, for once, it was a win. Well, hey, we can all celebrate, everybody. Happy days. Uh, winning is back. Get involved in the comments and have your say on your team. Let us know what you thought about the victory. Joining me um, to cast over a victory yesterday from Edwin Stowe, we've got Mr. Clive Parking. Good evening. Hello. And from the other side of Mansfield, using the hamster in a wheel for internet, it's Mr. Nathan Edge. Evening. Happy Halloween, Jen. Happy Halloween indeed. Yeah, you've just sent a little message to our group chat saying that... Uh, well, go on, you, you can say what you said, Nate. Oh, I'm disappointed. No, I'm very, very disappointed in you, Mr. Priest. No, no spooky intro. What, what's what's going on? Mainly because uh, just Halloween's boring, isn't it? Effort. Just, you well, yeah, there boring is, there is sod. Yeah, but... I mean, especially when, when the Stags have just laid a ghost to rest, you know, and finally got that win... I thought you'd be all on board, but I'll take, I'll take the bell. That, that makes up for it. There we go. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll give you this one for free and then we'll crack on with the show, shall we? Why did the square, the Scarecrow win an award? Because it was outstanding in his field. Somebody else who was outstanding in the field was Mansfield Town yesterday, Clive. A great feeling to get three points on board. We'll delve into the comments in a second. But walking out of the one-course stadium yesterday, it felt a lot, lot better, didn't it? To be walking back to the car, going back home, having, you know, finally kept a clean sheet and got three points on the board. Long overdue. Yes, it was a feeling I couldn't quite come to terms with. I, uh, I'm i not used to it. I, I, I've been used to girding my loins for disappointment for the last uh, so many games. But it was lovely and everybody leaving the ground was in the same mind. It was such a relief, not just to win, but to win comfortably. And, uh, you know, I, I, I really think that's something that we deserved and has been coming. Um, but of course, there was never any guarantee we'd win against Tranmere, and I'm really pleased we did, especially as I forecast a 2 0 win, by the way. Yeah, I wonder when you bring that up. More on that later on. Yeah, Nathan's gutted. Um, <laughs> but there you go. Uh, Nathan, you know, you, it was so much of a, a, a weird feeling that we won that you had to crack the champagne open, didn't you? You get in the hot tub. Yeah, I mean, one bottle later, <laughs> I'm surprised I'm even in any condition to come on here tonight. Uh, but no, it was um, it was a good feeling, I think, to finally come away with her. Like like I said, it's, it wasn't just the fact that we won; it was it was a nice, comfortable win, wasn't it? And it was kind of that bit of reassurance that a few there's been a few wobbly heads, as, as Adam Moy would put it, over the last few weeks. Um, and you know, and and when we and some people who have been trying to talk a bit of sense, saying that as we do get players back, things will improve, and you know we we, we are getting there. Quinn again, big difference, um, and he's one of the players we've been missing, and it is slowly coming together. So it was a needed win, and especially with you know the fact that we've got a bit of a break from the league now, I think that was a perfect timing for it, just to take us out of that bottom two. Yeah, absolutely. Let's delve into some of the comments then. Andrew's kicked us off tonight and says the second goal was a good team goal and we stopped Tranmere uh, from playing. Uh, Roger says, evening lads from Tattershall Lakes. I've had a reprieve uh, from the swimming pool. You might want to get back in there later when I reveal the results of uh, uh, the October competition for the Prediction League. 
the triple point thing definitely uh, definitely helped. Uh, Jim says, with Hawkins and the team looking so solid with him at centre-half, would you move him away from that position, possibly bring in another striker uh, instead? Well, let's delve straight into that as a, as a comment, Clive, because um, one thing I was very, very pleased with yesterday was the build-up to the first goal, which heavily involved Hawkins at centre-half, reading the game um, like a nerd in a library. Fantastic, uh, really, uh, to step in, win the ball, lay the ball off to Stephen Quinn, superb pass out, and then Reese Oates um, did the rest. We've got players coming back, though, with Kel Gordon, you saw sort of come off the bench, which means Hewitt will be freed up to go back to centre-half. Um, you've potentially got Forrester a couple of weeks away. You've obviously got um, your new boy in, John Joe Tool brought into the building now as well. So Clough's options are getting more and more broader, but I think it would be a risk to move Ollie Hawkins. What's your stance on it, Clive? Yes, although I think we're possibly only two weeks away from that. Um, he's still our best option in the centre of the back alongside Rawson, who, by the way, had a superb game yesterday. I think he covered for the odd mistake that uh, Hawkins made, and uh, I don't blame him for making the odd mistake. It's not his his preferred position, but as a unit, they were they were impeccable. Um, so I, I think we've got. Um, oh, sorry, you remind me the name, name of the bloke from Stoke, Forrester. Forrester. He's played an under twenty three game at Stoke this week, and he's mm-hmm. due to play again this weekend, I think. And then I think Clough is intending to play him in the. Uh, Papa John's trophy, the, the the dead rubber against Newcastle. So, providing he comes through that and everybody's happy with how he's played, then I would I foresee the situation where he goes into the centre of defence and therefore gives the uh, manager the option of putting Hawkins back up front. It's going to be interesting, Nate, isn't it, to see what he does really at Sunderland? Because I think that might actually say a lot about how he wants to move forward. Because the, the old adage is, you know, you never change a winning side. Yeah, but I mean, it, the only bit of bad news that did come out of uh, Saturday was looks like McLaughlin might be missing for that one. So um, if that is the case, I'd probably anticipate um, we we start in basically how we finish. So with maybe Hewitt dropping to uh, dropping to left back and Gordon playing you know right back and keeping Hawkins back there. So um, I mean, he might go with Burke, but I, I don't think he's a bigger fan of Burke, Burke at the moment. Uh, after no. after Exeter, so um, that's what I anticipate. Uh, so it's a bit of a blow loose for Glockman, but hopefully it's only for I would say that weeks. And and the the blessing of having a bit of break now from the league is um, yes, all right. We'd love a um, you know, love a cup and love a win to an upset against Sunderland, but it's not be all and end all, is it? So we've actually got a bit of time now for these players to to get fit and come back ready for the for the important games, which is uh, which is the league. Yeah, and that's the important thing. You know, we've, there's absolutely no danger whatsoever in whatever we do on Saturday. We were in a no-lose situation. In fact, the next two games for the Saturday game and then the, the game against Newcastle were in a no-lose situation. Uh, back to yesterday, Gary says uh, Rawson was superb alongside Hawkins. He's worked very hard at his game. Hewitt also had a good game. Well done. I do put a lot of Rawson's um, improvement down to that partnership uh, with Hawkins, though. So 
that's also something which is uh, in my mind. But going to the result, uh, Stag's chat says, obviously we had to hit rock bottom for that performance, but Oates' goal was well-placed and how it should be. Uh, let's talk Reese Oates for a second, Clive. I thought he was uh, phenomenal uh, yesterday. No doubt he will be um, getting a, a tweet from Mr. Nathan Edge um, later on. Although you want to add in something else for, for him, don't you? Well, you want to you want to send the, you want to start sending mugs. Yeah, well, I mean, a tweet's nice, but not, it's not tangible. You can't drink out of it, can you? So uh, my my view is we've got these lovely, you can lovely. Put it on your wall. We give them, and we give Print them. Shut up. We can give them to people that deserve them, including not just fans, but I mean, uh, and listeners to this uh, this wonderful program. But the uh, the players that we like and the the the, the good things that are happening around the club. I'm going to get someone to Mr. Clough, I think, uh, to, for Bobby more than anything. But we've got. Uh, <laughs> AKA, <laughs> we've got a lot of mugs that need shifting. So, uh... well, there's enough mugs. <laughs> I need my shed back. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Going back to Oates and trying to be serious for a second, he had a great performance yesterday. But it's been coming. Mm-hmm. We've seen him week on week grow into his into his game, and he's uh, he's all he's missed is a partner. And uh, I was really pleased to see that uh, Danny got the game the entire game yesterday. Um, well, he started, and I think whilst he's not not there yet, it was so useful for him to be alongside Oates and to give the the distribution more options. I have to say, yesterday for the first time, I've been quite critical on this podcast over the last couple of weeks or so in terms of our identity, and I thought we did have one a little bit yesterday. It sort of went between a, a flat four four two, a four four two diamond, and at, at times um, Oates and Charlesley both sort of off of the shoulder of Johnson um, in a 4-3-2-1 sort of Christmas tree style. And I really liked that because it really got a lot out of Oaks. And I genuinely think, you know, there's a couple of points here. I think Clive's got a great point, Nathan. Um, he needs a partner to to build a performance. Obviously, at the start of the season, the partnership was going to be Hawkins and Johnson. But for whatever reason, uh, injuries and, and whatever, that sort of put pay to that. Oates is is a good player who needs, who, as we've said for a couple of weeks, needs to find his position. I think we found his position now, and, and that for me on the first point, Nath, is you know as that out and out, you know nine ten, you know leading that front line, getting in behind, whether it's uh, from a long pass, a, a low ball in in behind, or a flick on. That's where he's dangerous because we saw it not just in the goal he scored. On a couple of occasions where he, you know, opened the door, but also in the the build up to the second goal where he unselfishly didn't go for the headlines, didn't go for the viral video, and and after doing the gaza, squared it to Johnny Johnson who couldn't miss. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say couldn't miss. You know, we we all, we all remember that penalty, don't we? Um, but uh, no, I think um, Reese, it's like you say, I think the last few games, the probably main thing for him is that he's. We've we've persevered with him. We kind of had to because there's not been many other people queuing up mm. to take his place. But um, by by persevering with him and and put him in that position and sticking with it, um, he has grown game by game. And you you did know that that goal was going to come at some point. And I think he said it in his post match. It he'd probably been a bit guilty of of over trying in, in in past games, which which happens, doesn't it, when a new player comes mm. to a to a to a new club, uh, and especially after having a good such a good season last year, you know, he's going to want to pick up from where it left off and therefore you, you try a bit too hard and it doesn't come off. So he um, seems to be relaxing into that position, which is important. Uh, obviously, now we've got a got a goal and an assist and and things are settling down for a team as a whole. Confidence will go up for him, which will then bounce off the players around him. Like you say, we've, 
with Charles Lee linking up well, and you know, hopefully Danny Johnson will will, will get there soon. So this this is there's different positives there, but I think most yesterday it was a lot of we just won a lot of individual battles, and you could just tell throughout the game the more that kept happening, the more um, each player was growing in confidence and therefore improved as a team as well. Yeah, I was very pleased with that yesterday. Another point on the Reese Oates thing, Clive, is one which Nigel Clough made in his uh, post-match comments, and that is um, something which James Perch said to him, which is, of course, it takes time for a player to settle. It's not just um, about you know them coming in and playing football. They've moved area, you know, into a different house, new surroundings, different travel times, that sort of thing. It takes a long time for people to to gel into new jobs. I mean, I've been in what my new job now for you know six months which is you know half the year and I, some days because of what what's happened with lockdowns and working from homes it is difficult to sort of um, to sort of settle in and I think it's the same for a footballer but the football thing is a much more pressured environment where you are scrutinized every Saturday afternoon in, in, with the return in which you give in terms of goals and more so for a striker as a goalkeeper you can get away with it as a midfielder you can get away with it but defenders and strikers not so much because that's you know that's a position which is quite often under the spotlight Reese Oates has been under that spotlight a lot for not getting the goal return he did at Hartlepool but Clough had a point you know he's got to settle in and he looks you know over the last two or three games like he is settling in more and Hopefully he keeps his partnership with Johnson, gets a couple more goals over the next couple of weeks and starts to really, you know, um, become solidified in uh, the return in front of goal. You're right. The The only way that strikers are judged is by how many goals they score. And it's a little bit unfair because that's just the final piece of the picture. But it's the bit they get judged on. And it's the bit they get criticised about. It's like um, Jordan Bauer is getting criticism at the moment from some some fans. And it's because he's not banging him in the net. And his role has not been doing it's not been to do that in recent times. He's really been out on the wing. He's been firefighting by coming back mm. more than he would normally expect to do. So I, I wouldn't be too critical of him. But I think these the two strikers that played yesterday they need to stick together now. And I think that the, the, the club needs to give them the opportunity to work as a partnership. Yeah, um, certainly. And success breeds success. So I think if they can take something from yesterday's game, it's that they can do it. I thought the um, the second goal was an act of complete unselfishness as well yeah. by Oaks to give the ball to, uh, to Danny because uh, he needed the goal. Uh, and uh, on another day, Oaks would have said, Sodger, I'm keeping this one. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with that. And that just shows the mark of uh, Oates as a player. Uh, keep your comments coming in. Uh, have your say on your team as Nick has. He says, great team performance yesterday, but still not what, but still not sure, I'll put my teeth back in, what Ollie Clark brings to the team. He's not a battling midfielder or an attacking midfielder, so I'm not sure what he does. It's an interesting one, this, Nate, isn't it? Because um, George Lapsley was obviously suspended for yesterday's game. He'll be back available uh, next week. And I don't quite know what I'd do because I think out of the the midfield, which was the midfield three, if you like, which were out there yesterday, um, or even midfield four, Harry Charlesley, I think, really offers us something different, especially if we get Kel Gordon back in with minutes, getting the ball wider. George Maris is fantastic in front of the back four and sitting deeper in terms of picking pockets, spraying passes. As is uh, and winning tackles, as is Stephen Quinn. Then the other quandary you've got is Ollie Clark or George Lapsley. And for me, I think I would probably look at Lapsley over Clark. That's not a, a downside on Clark. I just think that Lapsley could offer us a little bit more. What's your take on it, Nath? 
I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say a little bit. I mean, that's a, for me, that's a no brainer. Any, any day of the week. The, the only problem you, we, we've got now is he's called captain, and it's it's very difficult to to, mm. to drop your captain. And yeah, I, I, I do believe yeah, if we have all our midfield fit uh, at current form, if if Clark wasn't captain, he'd, he'd, he'd probably be on the bench um, based on performances. But the fact that he is supposedly the the leader out there, that's that that causes a a bit of an extra conundrum for for Clough really to to, to do that. So um, yeah, I agree. But do I think he'll be he'll be dropped anytime soon? Uh, no, unless it's a uh, an injury or whether sort of the captaincy issues. Um, well, I say issue. It's probably not. An, it's an issue for some of us, but the, the players might not see it that way. Um, but unless that's sort of changed our address and I don't think there'll be any change in that department again I think it builds down to you know you've got an opportunity next week haven't you with the FA Cup to to tinker a little bit and say excuse me I'm going to rest my captain and uh, and just try a few other things in there so again that'll be quite interesting to see Jody's been in touch and says a great game fab team performance and a fantastic result what a feeling and thanks so much for my lovely Mansfield Matters mug um, Roy says that was a great win yesterday the Gabitas gate was open straight after the match so got back early so a good day uh, all round uh, Mr Wilson's been in touch um, who was feeling a little bit under the weather yesterday as we could hear on the tunnel I hope you're feeling a lot better my friend uh, he says awesome yesterday defence was solid Oats outstanding uh, great winning feeling uh, Richard says uh, about Reese Oates uh, he was immense 10 out of 10 it looked like him and Johnson could form a useful partnership um, Jamie says much needed win um, we have uh, we have needed it but the worry is Nigel Clough has got his favourites uh, Roy says Quinn orchestrated um the whole game and tried to take him out a few times. They tried to take him out a few times. Plus, he played 90 minutes, so he should be captain. I also like the way that Bishop is trying to play out from the back and not just hoof it up the pitch. And defence seems uh, to trust him. Yeah. Um, on Ollie Clark, Gary says, Ollie Clark concerns me. Uh, he puts in the effort but looks flat and low on confidence. A great player, but he's struggling at the moment. Is he carrying injury? Well, we know, Clive, that he's had that little um, thing with the it's face masks, hasn't we? And it, it's it's a difficult one to be in because I think I'm with everybody else. I think he's a lovely bloke. I think he's a, a good player on his day, but I don't think he's captain. I think he's probably only capt- stayed captain by the virtue of the fact that it's a difficult one to take off him. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think he's there because he's a sitting tenant of the captain seals. Um, and I think you're right. It says the wrong things about... The, the player and the team spirit once you start taking captains away without really good reason. Although I agree with uh, with Roy, who, who's um, contributed to this. He says that he thinks that Quinn would make a better uh, captain. I, I'd probably agree with that. I think he's, he's more vocal. He's certainly more... Um, Volatile, and I don't mean that in a nasty way. Uh, <laughs> I'll say, I some, mean, aside from his discipline, I mean, if he, so, he, yeah, he sometimes volatility goes too far. But I mean, um, if, if I'm being critical of, of Clark, from where we're looking at him, he doesn't seem to shout him at these players. He doesn't seem to encourage him in the way that you'd expect him to. But you know, if, if they, if they, he's, if he's skipping the, the team like they want to be skipping, then that's fine. But of course, uh, we don't know, and of course, and we've had no results to back up that theory until yesterday. So. Uh, keep your comments coming in Ethan says Danny Johnson isn't good enough for me despite scoring but Reese Oates looks a good prospect for the rest of the season uh, Jamie says can't see Hawkins going back up front anytime soon probably the best centre-half yeah I wouldn't disagree with that to be honest um, be interesting to see um, if Forrester does bring anything when he 
um, comes in a little bit like O'Toole, although when he came on off the bench yesterday, albeit for a brief cameo, he went into the midfield role rather into the back. Uh, Robert says on Ollie Clark, he was on the right-hand side of midfield, leaving Hewitt short on the right-hand side much too often yesterday. Um, uh, Richard says, agreed, had Charlesley played that role, Hewitt would have uh, had more support. Um, talking about Hewitt, says Rob, I think he's the most improved player since the start of the season. Jamie says, like to see O'Toole given a run out. Uh, good replacement for Ollie Clark. Um, yeah, absolutely. What do you make about the Hewitt thing? Um, Rob says, I think he's been the most improved player since the start of the season. I actually disagree. I think it's the man who's next to him. I think Rawson's one of the most improved. Are you asking me? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll go with Clive first because, you know, you're... Well, you should go with me because uh, Rob, who made the contribution, used to work with me. So, hello, Rob. Good evening. We um, we go way back, far far further than we should even think about. But, yeah, I agree with him to a point because he has improved enormously. Maybe he started too, too far back in terms of, of quality. Um, but he's certainly grown into a, a, a much more um, competent and, and reliable player than what we thought he was... Um, 10 weeks ago. Um, so I think we've um, we, we've seen the entire unit grow. And I think Hawkins could take some uh, credit for all that because he's been a bit of cement that was needed. Um, but as we've already discussed, Faz Rawson has grown into a, a, a really reliable um, uh, central defender. And uh, he was already, but I think he's, he's had to find an extra gear because of the circumstances he's had to play in. Uh, Paul says, why isn't Forrester getting a run out? Wouldn't that be a waste of a wage if he doesn't get a chance? Also, let's get not get carried away. One win in 15 games isn't great. Uh, the verdict is still out for me on Cluffy. Let's deal with the first part of that. Um, Forrester's picked up, um, uh, obviously had a bit of a, a bug and knocks here, there and everywhere. But as Clive said at the top of the show, um, he has played uh, recently, although he's played for Stokes under 23s rather than ours. And I actually think, Nate, that... Um, because I was, you know, we had the under-23s game in the week where we went to Wigan on the Thursday. More on that in a little bit because the dates didn't quite fit in terms of playing some of the players that needed minutes. But in terms of the standard of quality um, between our under-23s in the Premier League Cup and Stokes under-23s in the in Premier League 2 or whatever it is, the division that they play in, the quality is, is much, much better. And I would much rather get a player have minutes under his belt in a much more competitive environment, Nathan, um, just looking out and essentially what's a friendly. Yeah, and it probably makes sense because obviously he has been he has been carrying an injury and he's been treated for it at Stoke from from my understanding from the interviews. So, yes, he has, yeah. So so whilst he's there, he might may as well, you know, because he's going to be under the same physio and all that sort of things, they're going to be looking at the right things in part of his you know, recovery and things like that. So it, it makes sense to, first of all, be there for that reason anyway. But then, like you say, this, the second point is the fact that it's a you know, you know step up in the level of competitiveness. So, um, you know, that's going to prepare him better than it, than it is necessarily playing in our under-23s. It's a little bit different when it comes to next week. You know, if, if he is ready for um, the Newcastle United, uh, you know, under-23s, or twenty ones, whatever it is, uh, match then, then yeah, absolutely integrating because he's going to be inevitably playing to get playing with some of the teammates that'll yeah. be going out on a Saturday. So that's that's a different kind of fish then. But right now, there's no need to rush him back when um, you know we've 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 got a little bit of cover now with with Gordon coming back in, uh, Hewitt like we just said there's improving a little bit. So um, th- th- we're starting to get a few numbers back there. So yeah, makes sense just to 
easing back uh, ready for Newcastle and then the uh, Stevenage game. Yeah, especially with Kyle Gordon coming back as well. I think, you know, and Hawkins doing so well there. I don't think there's too much of a, a need there because I think even if we were short on one centre-half, Clive, I think uh, Mr Clough would be more inclined to put O'Toole back there than than what he would Forrester at the minute. And that's no disrespect to Forrester. That's just in terms of um, having a more senior player, more experienced player, one who he's worked with um, before. I think he just comes in terms of, we know that Mr Clough has got his um, order of players or whatever. I just think that O'Toole may be a little bit more up the step up the ladder. And I mean, no disrespecting that to anyone. No, the only reason he's taking him on is he's... Um reasonably fit because he's been staying uh, he's been in training even though he's not been attached to a club mm. uh, and he's got um, he's got experience and, and club knows that and he's worked with him so he has the idea that he would slot in fairly quickly uh, and he must have checked checked double checked and treble checked that he wasn't injured as well yeah absolutely i think that's why you know probably didn't uh, take um so long why, why it took so long maybe to get him in and have a look i know it was training with a couple of other League Two uh, clubs as well. Um, let's come to this comment from John. And then Paul's asked, a, as a, has asked me a question, but I'll ask it to you as well. Um, but we'll talk about that after we've heard from Nigel Clough. So don't let me forget. Uh, this comment from John, though, says, For me, I think Charles Lee is too lightweight and lacks that determination in midfield, trying to play the diamond. Was brilliant yesterday to be smiling whilst driving home instead of everyone moaning um, and groaning. I slightly disagree on that with, with, with John Nath. I think Charles Lee is a good player for us. I think he can offer us um, a different number of positions and a different number um, uh, of, of outlets. I felt he played relatively well yesterday, getting up and supporting the front two, often playing in behind them um, at times and winning you know, winning the ball and, and feeding uh, through the back line to the likes of Oates and, and what have you. Um, but also, I keep banging on about having Kel Gordon back, but I think the more we do see him back, the more we'll be inclined to play down both wings rather than just go down the left-hand side through Quinn and McLaughlin. And if McLaughlin's going to be out injured here, there and everywhere as well, um, maybe we will switch it back to the right. And I think Harry Charlesley as a result, Nath, will be a big part of that. Yeah, I mean, you, you think back to before, obviously early in the season when Charlesley yeah, was out injured. Mm. Um, basically, whenever we had an attack, it was down the left, without, without doubt, always down the left because that was our only... Uh, attacking sort of threat, whereas I actually think Charles, he does give us a bit more. So, you know, I think he's one of them game players that maybe doesn't get noticed <laughs> as much as well. Um, he's not the one where you'd say in the midfield, you'd pick him out and be like, you know, he's he's our best player in that, you know, in, in midfield. And even after the match, he might sometimes sort of, um, he kind of just does a lot of the, yeah, it's simple work, but it's effective, if that makes sense. So, um, and that's why I think it for me, it, it then more to our attacking front that we're not just going to go down the left all the time. We actually can use Charles Lee, who's, who's more braver to go out a bit wider and get to the byline and, and get a few crosses in. So I think he offers something a little bit different. I don't think it, you know, I think it'll be a, a, a toss up really in when we've got everyone back between him and Lapsley going forward. But I, I think he's a good enough player to have a good impact on the on the team. Uh, Luke says, agree, Charles Lee is too white late. Uh, Richard says, I disagree. Charles Lee has been playing uh, well since he got back uh, into the side. Keep your comments coming in. We'll answer a question in the comments uh, from Paul. Uh, plus, we'll talk uh, a little bit more about uh, next week's game. And we'll have those all-important results of the podcast prediction game. Who out of you lovely listeners and viewers has accumulated the most points after our triple point Saturday to win 
one of these beautiful Mansfield Matters mugs. Who will be the winner? We'll find out very, very shortly indeed. Um, and a lot, lot more still to come. First, though, let's get some final reaction from yesterday's game. From the Stags boss, the man who was probably the most relieved of, of us all yesterday come five o'clock when that full-time whistle blown. Um, it is Mr Nigel Clough. Relief more than anything. Uh, very, very pleased with the performance and the manner in which we did it. Uh, we probably didn't play as well as we did against Port Vale last week, um, but we kept the clean sheet, missed another penalty, <laughs> second one in consecutive home games, and still managed to get the three points. Uh, but I thought the way we went about it uh, was very commendable today, and I didn't think we started and played like a team that was second bottom. I thought we recovered quite well. I thought we had five, ten minutes where they had a little bit of pressure and they had the uh, disallowed goal for offside, which he was, uh, but I thought from that point on we got control of the game again, uh, and it was just a matter of getting that second goal. The pass, his first touch, and then the finish uh, was excellent. And, you know, we've been a bit frustrated with Reese. He's been a bit frustrated. We're just talking in there with uh, with Perchie when people move clubs and he's been here, what, three months? People expect them to settle in overnight. Uh, and it takes time. Uh, and when you bring in sort of five, six new players and they all take time and different sort of levels of when they settle in. Uh, but he's just showing signs. I thought he was very good at Exeter last week. And he scored one and made one today and was deservedly man of the match. I thought we deserved it. I thought Bish had a couple of things early on, but nothing major and hardly anything at all in the second half. I thought once again the two centre-halves uh, were excellent uh, and having the two full-backs in place uh, certainly helped that as well. Well, as I say, I don't think we played as well as we did against Port Vale. I thought we played well against Spells, against Barrow. I thought we didn't have a decision go against us. Uh, I thought the referee was very good today. Didn't have a major decision go against us uh, and that certainly helps. Uh, but I just thought... The way we went about it, addressed the game and approached it. Uh, it's been a good week's training again. Uh, I said to, to David Sharp yesterday, we've had a great week. It's a case of now. I'm not <laughs> absolving responsibility, but they're out there. You know, you put them out there. You do all your work during the week. We couldn't have done any more. Uh, and uh, they go and put the performance on. Lovely to have now a clear week to enjoy it and get ready for the Stags boss Nigel Clough speaking to I Follow Stags. He mentioned there the FA Cup, of course. You make sure you can join us uh, and travel uh, up to that Sunderland game on Saturday afternoon. Uh, with the Stag Supporters Association, they're going to be selling match day uh, travel tickets. Um, they'll be doing so at the stadium this week at the One Course Stadium, Monday to Wednesday in the match day ticket booth. That's the one which is adjacent to the club shop. They'll be doing that from 10 a.m. daily. And on Tuesday and Wednesday evening, uh, volunteers will be in Sandy's uh, from 7... Um, uh, yeah, uh, from... Uh, uh, sorry, yeah, they'll be in Sandy's bar. I'm reading the wrong notes. Uh, they'll be in Sandy's on Tuesday and Wednesday evening selling travel tickets from that one. And Sandy's will also be open. This is the bit where I got the seven from from 7am on Saturday morning um, to uh, get yourself a uh, a bit of breakfast before the big journey up to Sunderland to go and back the boys departure time 9am if you're considering travelling with the SSA to Sunderland uh, they recommend that you book your travel ticket ASAP to avoid disappointment Uh, the SSA are reserved 10 coaches however will need to know um, to let the coach company know by Wednesday the exact number of coaches required. You can get your travel tickets uh, from the match day ticket booth from 10am Monday to Wednesday and in Sandy's bar 
um, and Kitchen or whatever it's called now, just Sandy's, uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday night um, in Sandy's Bar. Prices are £15 for all SSA members and £25 for non-members. Tickets are sold on a cash-only basis with a no-refund basis too. All travellers will need a travel ticket to gain entry to the SSA family-friendly coaches. Departure from the One Call Stadium is 9am. For more information, um, to find out more about that, if you can't make it to, you know, the, the One Call Stadium or to Sandy's on, on Tuesday or Wednesday, but you want a ticket, 07967689597. 07967689597 is the number to call. Um, to get yourself a travel ticket. That's that bit out of the way. Admin, done, tick, next, move on. Uh, where are we? Let's uh, go back to some of your guys' comments. Keep them coming in. Um, looking forward to uh, hearing some more of your comments, a lot more. Uh, Paul has asked, "What? where would Craig like to see Mansfield strengthen in January and where would you send out in January? Uh, I'm going to leave that question, um, Paul, not because I don't want to answer it, but because on uh, Wednesday night, we'll be doing our midweek podcast where we'll be looking at a year-ish of Nigel Clough in charge of the, the Stags, uh, of course, ahead of his one-year anniversary on Saturday when the Stags take on Sunderland. Uh, and I just think um, it'd be more, I think it's more of a question for then, if you don't mind. So I think we'll leave that one um, uh, to Wednesday night, which will also give Clive and Nathan a little bit of time to think about their answers um, as well. So keep your comments coming in. Uh, Roger also says, can somebody tell uh, him, aka Clough, to stop saying er uh, or erm? Maybe, Clive, we need a new competition from the Mansfield Matters mug um, for next for the next month or for next week or whatever. Maybe we should do an FA Cup special of Nigel Clough's erms and get people to guess the number of erms in the interview. What do you think? Yeah, as long as you don't want me to count them. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll happily count them. Well, who's going to prove you wrong? You just make a number up. Correct. <laughs> he does that all the time. Um, I, I think what he, um, he, he means, though, is, is some people who talk without script um, need time to um, think what they're going to um, say. And and that's all uh, um, I think he's doing. I, I don't think I don't think he's doing it for any other reason. Listen, there's nothing wrong with the occasional uh, or um, sometimes these things just get put in the spotlight. Um, let's find. Remember let's... Cox's mannerisms when he was uh, being interviewed. What a guy! What a guy! Yeah. Absolutely, what a guy. Uh, let's finally wrap up on yesterday, though, Nath. Uh, great to get three points on the board, but as much as it's an improvement, and you know we've you know been able to put those points on the board and, and move up the table, which is what we needed to do. We're only as good as our next game, aren't we? It's really important now to make sure that this isn't just, you know, a one in 10, that this is the start of something and not just um, an anomaly. Yeah. I mean, we don't, we don't end up on back on the, <laughs> the road where we've just been, do we? You know, as someone said in the comments, you know, you need to try not to get carried away because that is our, you know, one win in 15, which is which is an appalling record. But you've got to start somewhere. Obviously, we've gone on that bad run. We've, we've, you know, you've, you've got to start somewhere to turn it around. And I just, don't, I just don't think it's a coincidence, the fact that we've been getting a few players back and the performance has been better and we've finally got a result. You know, that's, that's not a coincidence for me. So provided, you know, um, nothing drastic happens in the next couple of weeks during these you know, cup matches and, and we lose any key players. Um, you know, we've, we've got more time for players to come back, which again is only going to strengthen us. Um, and therefore means that we can be more competitive when we come back uh, 
you know, in the, in the first game against against Stevenage. It's it's kind of, you know, although it, it, it's nice, I think, to, to have a bit of distraction now with a couple of things. It you kind of, in some ways, now you've got a win, you kind of want to go to your next match, don't you, to get to maybe get another win uh, while your confidence is high. But I still think the more we have time for players to come back, the better. So I'll be looking forward to the little bit of a break and then seeing how we do fare with a, with a nice trip to, to Stevenage uh, when, when the cup matches are done. Yeah, looking forward to that trip to Stevenage as always. Let's hope that there's not a circus in town on the car park where we usually park. Otherwise, that'll be um, a bit of a nightmare. But there you go. Lots of away miles to get in this month as well, Clive. Sutton on a Tuesday night. Crawley to go to as well. Yeah, we've got three winnable away games on the trot. I think uh, if we played like we did yesterday, we've nothing to fear from anybody. Um, And certainly those three teams are not infallible. We, uh, we ought to come away from there with a bag full of points. It'll be the test of whether we've actually turned the corner or not. Yeah, it certainly will. Let's have a little look at these uh, fixtures then uh, for the upcoming month. We'll talk more about them, of course, on uh, Wednesday night. Obviously, Sunderland on Saturday, Newcastle under-21s in the Papa John's uh, trophy, for uh, which I'm going to uh, call that game the dead rubber, but with 10 grand on the line. Um, we've all then in the league trip to Stevenage um, on the 13th Scunthorpe at home the only home game in the league this month on the 20th 23rd on the Tuesday night is a trip to uh, trip to Sutton United first time visit there and then a trip to Crawley Town to end off the month like Clive says Nath uh, winnable games in that and I'd be looking for us to have a much better month than what we've what we've just had and I think coming off the back of that victory yesterday if we can get a good result in the FA Cup Nobody's expecting anything of us, which you know is a good thing sometimes. Uh, if we can get a good result there, a draw, maybe bring them back to the one call. I know it will add an extra game into the fixture calendar, which we perhaps don't need. But um, if we can get a positive result, that can give us that extra bit of spring in our step going into those league games. Because we do need to start pulling our way, clawing our way back up that table, which we did do yesterday afternoon. Yeah, I mean, I'm normally... Uh, one for saying control your expectation levels a little bit, but actually looking at those fixtures, um, you know, we have to we have to have a bit of expectations on us to to say they they are winnable games. You know, maybe maybe the exception of Sutton, you know, they they've got off to a pretty decent start going there on a Tuesday night. It's always going to be could be a tough one, and but but the rest of them, you know, we we should be there, and you know, aiming for the three <laughs> points despite being despite being away from home. So uh, you know, let's let's hope that. Like that corner has been turned, and and we can take that form into into those games, and 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 it could be just what we need—a a good run of fixtures like that to propel us to a much nicer place in the, you know, in the league. So you know, we are we are still down there. You know, we're out of the relegation there, which is the main main thing for these two weeks. But um, it'd be nice to get ourselves, you know, in that sort of middle pack to the top end of that middle pack as well. So it's an opportunity. Just, just a note of caution, fellas. I mean, as good as we were yesterday, Tranmere weren't playing very well at all, I didn't think. No, no, they weren't. But sometimes you've got to dig in and take take the advantage, haven't you? And uh, I felt we did that well yesterday. And it, I'll tell you what, just... we did well, well yesterday for the first time all season in my world. We were winning the second balls in a way that yes. we rarely did before. And that yeah. just showed the commitment, I thought, from this group of players to try and impose themselves on that game. Yeah, there were there was a lot more commitment there yesterday, and I think even after missing that early penalty, um, you could see the desire and the effort to to go and win that game, and that's all we've asked that's, of the players. That's all we've asked. That's been there, hasn't it, since Northampton? I think I think that was a bit of a wake up call for a lot of those players. 
Um, and then the reaction it obviously got from the fans, which was rightly so, in the fact that mm. the main frustration was down to the desire and commitment that we probably didn't get. So yeah, the the, the reaction from that's been been great, and finally results come to come you know come with it. Just one question for everyone: Who do we take? Who do we get now to take penalties? Well, I mean, my money's on Nathan Bishop. Um, <laughs> serious money. Your serious money would be on Reese Oates, wasn't it? Wouldn't it? But uh, it's. Yes, uh, I don't Hawkins know. Hawkins for me. I mean, at least he hit the target. That's that, that's the main thing. Maybe this, maybe what, what will happen is, as they walk out onto the pitch, Sammy the Stag will hand them a raffle ticket, which they have to, you know, put inside the shorts or whatever. And if we win a penalty, Mr. Wilson then all of a sudden gets these, you know, just gets a random bingo up and goes, uh, number four, you are up to take the penalty. And uh, they're all looking into the shorts and it's uh, Steve McLaughlin. Uh, I'll tell you who should take the penalties. It would... It would um... Uh, improve his uh, status somewhat amongst the supporters. Ollie Clark. Clark. Yeah, yeah. And I, thought, I knew you were going to go there. Um, had a comment in from a person called Cam Felton. Never heard of him. No one know who he is. Yeah. He, he, I thought he'd yeah. be at trick or treating tonight. His agent. Yeah. <laughs> he says, "Win the second ball. Welcome back, Stephen Quinn." I mean, it's a decent comment, but I don't yeah, know who yeah. this guy is. Maybe we'll turn up on a podcast one day. Um, <laughs> Robert says, what about Perch's input on the warm-up uh, yesterday? Um, was he out on the pitch? I, I, have I missed something there? I, I, I don't know. It did make me laugh, that the fact that we still won a game, but Nigel Cross yeah, still managed Cross to mention Perch in the interview. <laughs> yeah. I think. I mean, B- Bus Bingo went down so well on the uh, on the journey to Extra Club. I think we might need to do Cluff Bingo next week. We have a little game of Cluff Bingo. I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. we'll find a we'll find a twist on normal bingo. I think. I'm sure we will. Uh, Roger says yes. We were all happy about the win, but Tranmere have only scored 11 goals, so bigger challenges uh, to come. Yeah, absolutely. Talking of challenges, it's time now for what you've all been waiting for to try and find out the results on the podcast prediction league. So all through October, we've been giving you guys the chance to win a Mansfield Matters mug. One of these. There we go. Um, all we had to do was predict the outcome of Mansfield's games. Now, it's not been easier because a lot of Stags fans are a little bit like me and, you know, always go for a win. That hasn't really happened much um, on the, over the last couple of weeks or so. Uh, so we decided to try and heat up the competition last weekend by going for a triple point weekend. OK, um, lots of people got involved with that. And because it was a triple point weekend and the points were low, it meant that somebody who hadn't played all month could come in and win it. We're going to find out who has won it in just a second and, uh, you know, give them a huge shout out and arrange for them to get a Mansfield Matters mug. Um, But I've just flicked the participant names back on the screen. Um, And Clive, can you explain what name you've gone for uh, this week? In fact, before you do, I just want to clarify this point from Richard, uh, who says Perch was out on the pitch yesterday whilst they were doing their warm-up uh, before the game, clapping and uh, cheering whilst shooting practice was taking place. Excellent. Thanks so much for pointing that out, Robert, because I certainly didn't see it. Didn't go in the ground until later than what I usually do yesterday and uh, was a little bit out of it with uh, the back end of an illness. So I was just eating me sausage roll and drinking me hot chocolate. So, uh, yes, great to see Perch out there. Um yeah, on that score, I really hope that Perch is destined for a, um, a role in the club's coaching team. Yeah, um, ideally as a player coach if he recovers for next season. Absolutely. Uh, right, names. Talk me through uh, your screen name, Clive. The Oracle. That uh, the, the Oracle is somebody who's all knowing. 
and a great predictor of things. So that's me. Well, Nathan, you're not happy about this, are you at all? I mean, I, I, I do, we didn't have a vote on this triple play situation. So um, the fact that I've got minimal points in it, I'm, I'm fuming. So just, yeah, just did, get on with it and put me out of misery. You did pick up some points there. You're such a I know I did. Yeah, poor loser. <laughs> poor loser. Right. Right. Human. Here we go. Right. I'm not going to be able to hear you for a, for a, for a minute. So here we go. Good. Uh, it, it's our time uh, to uh, reveal the uh, the latest um, Mansfield Matters Podcast Prediction League at the end of October. In no way stealing a theme tune from a well known radio feature. From years and years ago. The score's at the end of October. In at number 10. With seven points. It's Mark Yates. In at nine. Pete Lovell. With nine. Jumping straight up to number eight. It's Liam S. With 12. In at seven. It's Joe. With 12. In at number six. Just missing out on the top five. It's me. With 13 points. In at number five, it's Nick Felton with 15 points. Whilst at number four, it's Ricky Edge with 15 on the board. Here comes your top three. In at three, it's Nathan with 16 points. In at number two, it's Steve with a total of 17. Whilst out in front, top of the tree... Over the entirety of the season, it's Clive with 23 points. But what about the October leaderboard? Who is going to win a Mansfield Matters mug? Let's go through the points. Sue Cooper, Gary Davis and Alan Wilson all have one point each. Steve Nadin, Tom Reese, Greg Taylor, Kathy Holmes and Craig Foster all score six. Liam S, Mark Gates and Roger King all score seven. Pete Lovell scores nine, as does Steve. Top three, though. In at three, Nick Felton with ten. In at number two, and missing out on a Mansfield Matters mug, it's Joe with 12. And taking home a Mansfield Matters mug with 15, it's your brother, Nate. Oh. Not a fix no at way. all. Yeah, your that brother's is shocking. He's swooped in with the very, very end. He has swooped in to win himself a Mansfield Matters mug um, by scoring big yesterday as the Stags beat Tranmere by two goals to nil. So well done uh, to Ricky, who is watching at the moment and has just gone, yes. So <laughs> Nathan, um, we're going to have to get <laughs> a mug to you so we can get to Ricky. That's ruined my job every match. Um, I'm winding up. He wants a mug and I keep saying he's not going to get one. Sam Fuming has actually won it. That is, well, oh, that is the way to get one. The way to get one is to win or buy one, you tight kids. No, the <laughs> way to win is to, the way to get a mug is to win. And we will have many more competitions uh, over the coming months um, on the Mansfield Matters podcast, including we will come up with a way to win a mug this Saturday as the Stags um, take on Sunderland in the FA Cup. So somebody will win a, another mug this time next week. The well FA done, mug. Ricky. The FA mug. Well done, Ricky. 
unlucky Nathan and do you know what what's made it even more sweeter for me Clive I don't know about you is the fact that it's annoyed Nathan so much he's <laughs> desperate to quit this show now and leave for the evening yeah it's an added bonus it is an added I bonus accidentally dropped this cup this mug when passing it in I'm, I'm very sorry <laughs> oh, you can't be doing things like that can't be doing things like that <laughs> anyway well done Ricky yeah, well done, Ricky. Um, excellent stuff, my friend. Well um, yeah, we'll get Nathan to get a mug to you um, somehow. I don't know. Just Nathan, just give him yours and we'll give you another one. Yeah, all right then. He can have a second-hand mug. <laughs> no, 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 I'm joking. <laughs> we don't do second-hand. We'll get you, we will get you a brand new one, but whether Nathan gives you the right one or not, and whether it, like, just what I'm saying is Nathan's a very jealous person, as you know, being his brother, so I'd wash it before you use it. That's 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 all I'm that's all I'm gonna go for. And don't if he offers you a cup of tea from it, probably don't accept it. So there you go. Uh yes, you can win yourself a Mansfield Matters mug. We haven't decided how yet, but we will uh next week um and things like that. So thank you everyone for playing along. And we will do the same again in the league, the podcast prediction league for um November as well. We'll throw some triple point weekenders in there as well because that was very, very popular uh, as well. So thanks very much for playing. All your points go uh, to the overall leaderboard as well. So excellent stuff. Um, But when we get back to league fixtures in a couple of weeks, we'll have more details um, on that. So yes, a successful feature, Clive. We're finally getting rid of them. We're getting rid of them out of your garage. We are giving one whole box away, right? Not just one mug. (laughs) What are we doing? No? Hey, listen, we haven't got that many, but... uh... We got them to give them away and to sell a few to cover some of our expenses, and that, which it that's has, what which we're doing. Yeah, thank you for. Yeah, but I think no. sooner or later these are going to be one of those things that will pop up on the Antiques Roadshow and be worth a fortune. Oh, without um, a doubt. <coughs> what when we've gone all the way to the Premier League, the podcast of the Premier League? Who knows? Yeah, when we knock Peter Crouch off his top spot in the podcast, uh, you know, we've made number one in Taiwan or wherever it was, but. <laughs> In Shirebrook last week. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Right, time for more serious matters now. It's time to start thinking about your Mansfield Matters uh, man of the match. I'm going to put Clive and Nathan on mute whilst you have a little think and we'll round up the uh, league fixtures from yesterday in Skybet um, League 2 as well. And whilst we do that, let's have a little reminder of those uh, details for Sunderland uh, travel as well. They're popping up on screen for you uh, right now. Uh, so make sure you get involved with that. But um, as the Stags were back to winning ways yesterday, uh, let's round up all the action from around the ga- around the grounds in Skybet League Two. Or a word, but my music has froze on me. Happy days. I might have to go back to playing the other one. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'll just read them out and read them out as normal without the music. I suppose we could do that. I First time for everything, isn't it? I guess. Uh, so yesterday in Skybet League Two, uh, it finished Barrow nil. Uh, sorry, Barrow one, Rochdale two, Bradford one, Forest Green Rovers one, Colchester two, uh, Scunthorpe one, Crawley one, Port Vale four. They're absolutely flying at the moment. Harrogate nil, Bristol Rovers one, Leighton Orient five, Hartlepool nil. No doubt, Hartlepool were all um, in absolute shock um, because Jeff Sellins decided to leave Soccer Saturday. Uh, elsewhere in Skybet League 2 yesterday, thank you, Music, for finally kicking in. Um, we had uh, Newport County also scoring five goals. They beat Stevenage by five goals to nil. Northampton, 3 0 winners at home to Carlisle, whilst Oldham were beaten 3 1 at home to Swindon. Salford were 2 1, beaten 2 1 at home to Exeter, whilst Sutton 
lost 1-0 at home to Warsaw. And I don't know if you heard, but the Stags also were 2-0 winners at home to Tramia Rovers. A result which jumps the Stags to 20th on 14 points. Scunthorpe sit bottom of the table on 11. Carlisle in the drop zone on 23rd on 12 points. At the top of the tree, Forest Green are in at number one with 31 points. Port Vale in at, in at number two with 28 points. And third at the moment on Northampton, 27 points. Exeter, Swindon, Leighton Orient and Harrogate make up the playoff spaces. Get your votes in now for Man of the Match. Let us know who you think will be the Stags Man of the Match as the Stags beat Tramia Rovers by two goals at the One Course Stadium yesterday. Foregone conclusion, this isn't it, Nathan Edge? I'd say so, but there are a couple of special uh, mentions for me. Well, let's shall we just nail knock the nail on the head now, Clive, and say that Reese Oates was one man of the match and just go for special mentions. What do you think? I think you've been audacious. There are people out there with opinions to offer. Uh, well, but, uh, opinion, but, uh, for what it's worth, are... because you've got me, I'm going to tell you that uh, three outstanding candidates. There were um, Stephen Quinn. Faz Rawson and Reese Oaks. And your and winner is. My man of the match is Reese Oaks. See, everybody says After all that. I know. <laughs> Big deal. Everyone's got an opinion. After all that shaming. Let's draw this feature out, shall we? Let's 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 not go and watch Doctor Who. Let's let's you know, let's waste another couple of minutes. You need uh, a bit yeah. of jeopardy in this. <laughs> Come on, we're five series into this podcast. When has there ever been jeopardy in this? There you go. Um, Luckily, I'm gonna mix things up for you. Oh, go on. Uh, trust Nathan to rock the boat. Go on. Yeah, my, my, my three. Stephen Quinn, Reese Oates and, and the Magnifico Faz Rawson. So I'm not at all. It's the same three. And it's also Reese Oates. Yeah, I'll go. I'll I just go for the same three as well. Um, <laughs> I, with a notable, also notable mention for Ollie Hawkins. I thought his contribution in the first goal was great. But Reese Oates, one of the match, as says Nick, as says Richard, as says Paul. Nathan, get tweeting. Job done. Next one ticked off. There we go. Um, that is almost, we've got Owen oh, uh, Kathy snuck in with Oates, man of the match as well. So with 100% of the vote, Reese Oates gets the man of the match. Um, and favourable mentions for Farron Rawson, for Stephen Quinn and for, for Ollie Hawkins. You think you can... Even I saw that coming, which is quite concerning. There we go. It is quite concerning. Hello, is that the benefits office? Anyway, moving, <laughs> moving swiftly on. Uh, moving swiftly on. I'm only joking there. You really uh, right that is almost all, all we've got time for today great to get back to winning ways uh, yesterday um but um there is of course more to come from us uh next week but before i let clive and nathan go and before i tell you about what's coming up in the week we always end on lessons oh, win lose or draw we end on the lessons I hate this nathan, I know. Well, guess what? It's a sermon. You have lessons in sermons. Deal with it. We're in nearly in November, man. <laughs> Mugs. Is that, is that the lesson? That's my lesson for this week. No. Can't have Mugs as your lesson. Come on. Oh, all right. My lesson will be... Um... I have faith in the process. You know, we've, we've, we've been saying for weeks that 
even though it's difficult when you're in the moment, you're, you're frustrated and that, but you, you could see that things were improving when we started getting players back. So that's that's a process we need to go through when you when you've lost a lot of players. So I'm gonna, I don't know. This is this is terrible. I'm gonna say our faith in the process because I hate this feature. Tough, he's staying. And you know, the more you say you hate it, the more I'm going to make you get involved with it. Clive, over to you. We're on a high, but it's only the lows that makes the highs high. We've had enough lows, it's time for the highs. That's deep, deep that. We're on a high, but it's only... (laughs) It's a life lesson. Hi-ho, hi-ho, I think it was. We're on a high, but it's only the low, yeah, lows which make... Jesus, you could have picked a shorter one. I'm starting to hate this feature now as well. (laughs) Well, it's just a game. Oh dear me. Boys, thank you as always for your contribution. We will see you again on Wednesday evening. Make sure you join us um, for that one. Lots of great stuff coming up on Wednesday night as we look to celebrate uh, a year-ish of Nigel Clough uh, being in charge of the Stags. Wednesday, 7 o'clock-ish for that one as we reflect on Nigel Clough's first year-ish as manager of uh, Mansfield Town. Of course, his actual one-year anniversary is on Saturday as the Stags travel to Sunderland. That, though, is all we've got time for. The Stags then beat Tramia Rovers two goals to nil at the One Court Stadium yesterday. Nathan says, have faith in the process. Clive says, we're on a high, but it's only the, the low which makes the highs high. And I say, soak in every second. Win, lose or draw, Mansfield always matters. Quick little joke for you at the end, and it is a joke. What's the difference between a Danny Johnson penalty and a rainbow? You can always find the where the one end of the rainbow has landed. I didn't think that one through. Join us again on Wednesday, 7pm, for more Mansfield Matters content as we look at one year on as Nigel Clough as Stag's manager. Thanks for all your comments, your shares, your questions. We'll see you for more on Wednesday on the show for the fans at by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. Are you celebrating a milestone in your life, like a win after so long? What you need is a good drink and a good vessel to put the drink in. What you need is a mug. Thanks for listening. mtfcmatters.co.uk. See you again Wednesday. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.